0: Welcome to Askenzi PR's podcast, where we share pearls of wisdom on PR and cybersecurity.
1: Hi, I'm Yvonne Askenzi, and in today's podcast, we're going to be talking about press releases. That is the lifeblood of everybody in PR. And actually, those of you that are not in PR, I'm sure you've also written press releases. And today, With me, in our studio, is Melanie Johnson. Hello there. And Melanie is an account director at Askenzi PR. And Melanie has lots of experience at writing press releases. And my big question to you, Melanie, is the press day of the press release over? Is it dead and gone?
0: Well, it's been debated in the industry for, well, quite a few years now. Um, news happens so quickly and press releases can be very very long Um, and that's what we're trying to stamp out and I think what we need to do as an industry is make more news and stories rather than just your bog standard product launch or your momentum release or your appointment release i think we need to create more of an interest and be a bit more creative so what
1: you're really saying is it's a no-no to momentum releases it's a no-no to product releases it's no-no to oh we've got a new hq or it's a no-no to those momentum releases where they kind of go We've made this amount of money this year, and we made that amount of money last year. This is where we're going to be going this year. People are just not interested because there's nothing... It's different. all about me, me,
0: me, me, me. Yeah, people don't want to hear you blowing your own trumpet. No. So if you've got a product launch, why not talk about the challenges in the industry, what your customers, what the issues your customers are facing? Because a lot of what we're finding in PR now is that peer-to-peer conversation. We don't... Yes, we want to know about the widgets of a product. Yeah but we also want to know what it solves. We also want to know that other people are having the same issues as us and that there is an issue and those interesting facts. So
1: why not wrap a story around a product launch, not just that it's here? So we're thinking creatively, aren't we? That's what Mm -hmm. we're trying to do. And I think that's the heart of good PR. That's trying to think out of the box every single time and make it as creative as possible. And that's where we do start to look at people. People always make things interesting. Mm -hmm. So getting at the human element, it's, it's always the human.
0: Yes, and I've always been taught throughout my career, it's a long one now, is that there's three elements to a good news story, which also makes a good press release, and that's bad news, human interest, and topicality. And if you can nail those three things, people will listen. And that bad news, as I always say, people don't gossip over the garden fence about good news. It's always what's your neighbour done down the road. On human interest, it's about your peer, your fellow neighbour, what, what they've been up to. Um, and then topicality, kind of what what's happening out there, what's happening in the industry, what's happening in the news, or is there a football game or whatever coming up. Try and tie it to one of those stories and I always say and everybody always laughs at me but head and shoulders their adverts always get it right bad news is the dandruff the human interest is that actually one of the popular
1: footballers in the world cup has it it's like those, <laughs> it's like those lovely Tesco's adverts I love you know when they're actually selling a product um, when well they're selling their, their tomato sauce or something like that, or their meat or whatever. But they put that lovely love story together, isn't it? And I love the love stories in Tesco's. So you know what Exac- yes, I really exactly. Yes, exactly.
0: And the soup. The um, is it Mama's soup? Yes. Her grandson has, is ill. You know, the grandson loves her soup, and that's a human interest. And the topicality is that it's coming near winter, and people eat a lot more soup and more warm comfort food.
1: I, and I'm it's it's the same as I, I'm always interested, and I always say this to all of our clients far more interested in who the directors are, how did they get there, what was their story, did they start hacking at the age of 15, mm. what is it about that company? And I think so many people forget yeah. about um, the people within the company that are making companies successful, and people buy from people, and people buy from successful people. That's yes. the most important thing yeah. to it. Like so with that, that press release, you want to get testimonials in there, mm-hmm. you want to get quotes, if you can, from analysts, you want to get quotes from customers, it's all of that stuff that adds that human interest, isn't yeah. it? And I think your customers
0: are always the greatest advocates for your product. Yes. And that's when people listen to those end
1: users. Yeah. People that are using your stuff. Yeah, so put them in the press releases, put them on your website, put them everywhere you possibly can. Write articles and get them in the articles and things like that. Yeah. Your opinion piece. So, um, I've been thinking about the press release itself. Um all of that really is is a tool that we use to get news across. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, years ago when I first started, I used to write a press release and then I used to stick it in an envelope and send it out. <laughs> and then, then then you know, three days later it would appear in, an, in a magazine. It's just so funny. And now it's actually not even the press release we care about. It's actually the content that's in the press release mm-hmm. that could be 140 characters, yes. and you don't even use a, you don't even call it press release. No. You just send it out on Twitter or something like this. Yeah. platforms you now use, isn't it? It is, it is. It's ju- not
0: just... I think we used to rely on just the press release, but now we have to think about the multiple platforms that we need to pitch that press release through. So the challenge, again, for the PR industry is making possibly a page-and-a-half press release that you get sent from your client... Into that 140 characters to pitch out to Twitter to hopefully gain somebody's interest or you know pitch it out to the thousands of people on Twitter. So it's also about being involved in those forums on LinkedIn. It's about attracting interest on Facebook if it's you know a recruitment thing. So there's so many different platforms now that we need to think about, and it's more about driving a campaign around a press release in nearly every single press release not just sending it out via
1: an email and hoping that it will get picked up so what you're actually doing is taking a good piece of content and actually breaking it up into many different bits of content Mm -hmm. so that you can so it works on different platforms doesn't it so what we once used to do was write a page and a half press release that drop down move on to the next thing now you're actually kind of saying, here's a bit of content, now let's write it in different ways for different audiences, and actually different journalists, mm-hmm. at diff- different sort of quantities of words in a way.
0: Yeah, I, I always see it as when you were writing content for a, a show catalogue, you had to write your story in 100 words, 75 words, or 50 words. And it's almost similar to that. You have to think about how you're going to deliver it to the different platforms. So Twitter, traditionally with 140, yes, it's increased, but people still like that short, sharp update. Um, And LinkedIn, you can do a little bit more. Or LinkedIn, why not write a blog, a 300 to 400 word blog about the product or the issue or whatever. Um, so it's thinking about the different platforms and the different people because it's not necessarily now you're just targeting journalists, you're targeting influencers, you're targeting your peers.
1: So it's about thinking how you're going to put that content across to multiple platforms. So tailor the news to the various publication, the, the various journalists the influencer, so actually our job is longer now than it's ever been before, isn't it? Because we just have to, we have to keep going and going and going to meet whichever audience we're working with on that particular time, with that particular release, that particular bit of content, that particular client, it's like never ending. It's got ten times more difficult. (laughs) I think it has actually Mm. got an awful lot more harder, Mm. and I think what's actually happened is we've actually, we're working an awful lot harder for very less airtime Mm-hmm. You know, once upon a time, we would send out a press release and it would get into 40 or 50 publications. There are now fewer publications, fewer journalists, or sort of the way everyone now thinks they're a journalist, but it's very, very difficult. So you, you have one bit of content that's mm-hmm. not going to be replicated because it's no good for the SEO. And we've mentioned this before in other podcasts, but that's a big problem we have, isn't it, that mm-hmm. one bit of content cannot be replicated um, because it just gets chucked down on the google rankings doesn't it
0: yes it does and i think that's another interesting point with print publications um obviously are shrinking we know that but online everybody's fighting for that space so not only does your client have to think about seo and what they want to put out there the publications the online publications have to stand out and make sure that they've got the individual different content Um, and some of them will only have exclusive content so if you've you've got a news piece you might only get one hit so you again you have to consider that as to whether you want to go across multiple online titles or just
1: just the one with your news piece. So how do you know how do you tailor make your content then for for journalists because I know I've got my favourite journalists and I ring them up and I say to them look, I've got a great story here I'm interested in it and I and they'll go, oh, just send me the press release. and Or just send me the content, the, the momentum, the article, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. Um, and loads of people always say, don't phone journalists up anymore. I just mm-hmm. don't believe that for a minute. What? I know, Merlin, you're probably the same mindset as me, aren't you? Yeah, I'd like, I like to speak to journalists. I yeah. like to understand what they're looking for. I think you need
0: to understand what their readers want to read. Yeah. Um, and if you can nail that, Because they, the journalists are writing for people to read their articles, and if you understand that and what they want from you, you'll get a hit. If you send them something that's not relevant to their readers, for example, um, you know, financial, the FT. They probably don't want to know, again, about a product launch, but they want to know the financial side, the financial benefits to companies, the financial benefits to the economics, or whatever. So you would tailor your pitch to that um, rather than just giving them an announcement. Um, So it's about making sure you know, and especially in the security industry, there's some journalists that we know are very, very technical, so they would like a white paper, um, and go into in depth into the malware or whatever, um, but some journalists don't. So you, you
1: need to know that person and how to tailor it. You see, I think there's probably only about thirty five journalists that you really need to know. You know, our our job is to know those journalists inside out and know what they like. And you just now said it. If there's somebody that likes a blog, or there's somebody like articles and opinion pieces, give it to them. I was with um, a journalist at IP Expo. Um, recently and he said to me, look on, I know you know what I'm after, you want to have a really, I want to have a really in-depth technical piece for my journalists. We could never give that to most journalists and he's looking for about a 2,000 word article, you probably know Melanie who I'm talking, to, mm-hmm. talking about. Yep. So we'll have to really interview the client, interview the product guy, um, probably talk to a few people within the company to start to get that really in-depth 2,000 word piece done. Most people would hate to have a word article." So um, it is definitely knowing the keys, I think, to, to, to getting things done well. And that's going all the way back to, our oh, press release is dead and gone. Yes, a press release that just says the headline and three paragraphs, that, does it, that, that that's the same rhetoric to every single person, um,
0: is dead and gone,
1: 100%. But actually writing the content to, to, you know, specifically for each journalist is very, very important. Yeah. So I think, I think what has changed is tailor-making it um, and, and and crafting it so it's actually well it's well written to each term the specifications yes i think that is i think our job is getting
0: to know the journalists yes. spending time with them oh. um and understanding what they want to produce for their readers and once you've got that right it becomes a lot easier actually does it become a lot easier more hard
1: work for us but a lot easier for everybody else mm-hmm. okay So, um, and and you just did, you you said back it up with a campaign. And I I agree, I believe in that as well. I think that um, PR is very much now about um, dovetailing so closely with the marketing um, that everybody's talking uh, from the same song sheet and working together to make sure that if there's an event going on or there's something new that's going on, you all work together Um, Always just remembering that it's good content and it's just using whatever whatever avenues you have to try and get that content out. So, um, Melanie, if we were to just sort of round this up and decide on what are the three takeaways on writing a good press release or not, um, or just using other forms of media to get your message out there, what would you say you should concentrate on? Content. (laughs) <laughs> content 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 all the way yep. um, content is king
0: um people don't want things repeated to them they want interesting stats research they want something that they can take away they want something they can take away and talk about to their friends um and something that's beneficial to them that's going to benefit them and help them along the way
1: and that's maybe controversial, actually, because um, I know whenever I speak to journalists, all they ever want to do is have people uh, commenting at the end of an article. There's nothing better than actually creating a bit of con- a controversy and then having a load of people talk about it.
0: Yeah, just be controversial. A little bit controversial, not yeah. overly controversial, because <laughs> yeah. that, that can cause a whole world of uh, problems. Um, but no, I think, I think that content and being a bit you know, out there can really really work
1: as well okay perfect so if there are any other questions anyone has you can always email me yvonne at or melanie at scenzipr.com always happy to um, help as you know i'm sure we're always happy to give advice as well at any point um, and next week we're going to be thinking and talking about the tools the tools of pr what good tools are out there Um, which are the best mechanisms for driving news and information and getting to the right audiences so if you want to tune in do and we will speak to you have a great week everyone take care